there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, this is the Lombardi line as we welcome you back. It was like an impasse, right? Having these two, it actually adds up to three days in between these NBA Finals games. It's just it, yesterday we needed a basketball game. We've got it today. Of course, game five up in the Bay, San Francisco Chase Center is going to be awesome. And I'll tell you why as we welcome you back. Of course, Michael Lombardi on vacation. I'm Patrick Maher. Josh Applebaum hanging out. I want to thank Kevin, of course, our buddy, Matt Santos, and... Who is it? Matt Wyatt and Liz downstairs clowning. We love you guys downstairs as well. Here's the thing. Yesterday was one of those days and it's a good TV day for the networks. Uh, Shocked that we didn't have a game yesterday. We really needed it. It was a lazy Sunday, Josh. It really was. It was so lazy, Patrick, that I was doing yard work all day. Me, Meadow, Elise, uh, we got some mulch. We're doing our flower bed. So, you know, homeowner, these are the things I do when I don't have games to sweat. So Josh, hey, you, you got to find a entertain yourself. You, you are Frank. You're the dude that's a little older going to the party. Like, I don't know, might hit up bed, bath and beyond. I don't know what my day looks like. That's you, Josh. You're so genuine. Yeah. And it- if you don't know Bed Bath Beyond, they give you a lot of 10% coupons, 20% off left and right. Pat. I'm just <laughs> telling you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Look at Santos. So that number has jumped up to four. We've seen the total come down to 211, uh, game five. Let's transition a little bit here. We've got our buddy Mike Samich coming up. I'm excited to talk to Mike about hockey and, of course, the horses and the controversy over the weekend with the Belmont Stakes. The... This is the series with Tampa Bay and no offense to who was it last year, Montreal, two years ago, Dallas in the Stanley Cup final taken on Tampa Bay. This is the series we've been waiting for because Colorado, I mean, look, they cruised through the West. They went 12 and two in the postseason. They're a juggernaut. They're a 190 favorite against a team that's just won two Stanley Cups in a row in Tampa Bay. And think about how Tampa Bay's gotten here, Josh. I mean, they've gone through the ringer. They got past Toronto. They got past Florida 
who, to me, I thought it was going to be Florida and Colorado in the Stanley Cup final. And then they got past the New York Rangers team that was playing very, very well. Again, they're going for a three-peat, and they're coming back plus 155 on the series price. We had Keith Jones on the show yesterday. Shout out to Matt Santos. We had Keith Jones on from NHL on TNT, and he actually likes the lightning in the series price as far as the 155. When he heard that number, he's like, wow. So maybe a little disrespect, but this Colorado team is great. Yeah, I think you laid it out pretty well, Patrick. So just from a you know uh, pure entertainment standpoint, you couldn't have asked for a better NHL finals here. Two best teams from both conferences going to be extremely heavily bet. You know, two markets here that, that love their hockey. Tampa, not historically, but they've become such a good team that you got a lot of diehards down there. Colorado, the first time in the Cup final since you're welcome, Colorado. We traded you Ray Bork, by the way, from Boston. But really, just a great matchup here in general, Patrick. And I agree with Keith Jones here. To me, the value is on Tampa Bay plus 155 to win this series price. Yes, you got to respect Colorado. They can score at will. They're never down. You can be down two nothing, three nothing. They can score left and right. Uh, so you got to respect the talent of the Avs and how great that they've been. Still, you do have some questions in goal. Kemper uh, versus Francois. You do have some injuries with Kadri. Meanwhile, the Lightning, it's just like, you know, can we really continue to disregard the Lightning? They've won two straight Cubs, Patrick. It's almost, almost like the Patriots a bit, a little bit of fatigue. You know, they're just always in the Cup finals. You want to root for someone else. But what have they done? Backs against the wall against Toronto. They come back and win that thing. You sweep one of the – I think they won the President's Trophy, the Panthers, as you mentioned, uh, yep. Patrick. Then really the interesting one to me, which coincides with this game one here, is rest versus rust. Because in that series uh, where the where Tampa Bay swept aside uh, the Panthers, they had a huge layoff there until their first game with the Rangers. What happened? Yes, you want to be rested. You know, hockey is such a grueling sport this time of year. You get an extra day or two off. That can be a big advantage, but too much of a layoff. You know, it's such a grind, Patrick. Every single day, every other night, you're playing these insanely intense games. Sometimes when you're not in that groove and you kind of lose your momentum, it can trip you up a bit. So my what I'm looking at here on the series price is just value of the Lightning team that has been there and done that. As good as Colorado is, they haven't been in the spot in forever. The Lightning have been in these games, you know, three straight years now at this point. Uh, but also that layoff, you know, Colorado hasn't played since when was it? June 6th, Patrick. They're going to be off for like, you know, nine, 10 days until this game uh, coming up here on Wednesday. And what's the early line move? It is toward Tampa Bay. Colorado open minus 170. They're down to minus 160. And I dug this up because I'm saying to myself, Patrick, when are when is Tampa Bay ever a dog in you know in, in NHL playoff yeah. games? Over the last four postseasons, they're thirteen and three as a dog, eighty one percent. They're five and two this postseason as a dog. So to me, as much as you got to respect the Abs here, uh, Patrick, as great of a team as they are and as talented as they are, I like Tampa Bay in Game One, and I like think they think there's a lot of value on the series price plus one fifty five. You mentioned the number open Colorado one seventy. I'm seeing a couple of one fifty eights pop up, so it looks like Tampa Bay is getting bet here. And just to follow up, when we had Keith Keith Jones on yesterday, he said the rest you want to call it rust this extended period off for the abs, it would be an issue. So we should look at the first period as well. You mentioned Kadri. That is huge for Colorado, and he has not been ruled out. Remember, he's been out since he took that cross-check from Evander Kane. He is not ruled out for tonight. Kadri is just an incredible forward. He's an incredible player. He would give that abs team a big boost. Now, they have a ton of depth. We understand that. And on the Tampa Bay side, it's Braden Point, who is extremely probable tonight. Those are two big ones if you're betting this game, wait on the Kadri news because he's a, he's a huge player for this abs team. 
I think you're totally right, Patrick. And again, the big layoff for the abs does benefit them with all these injuries that they have. And Kaji coming back, a guy who used to be with, you know, Toronto, kind of a Brad Marchand kind of, kind of guy who was, you know, big checker and good defensive player, but his offensive game has really exploded last few years. I think he put up like 80 points this year. So that's a big piece of their puzzle that they're missing here. And if they can get him back, it's a big boost. But I think the under, the other one is obviously, as you mentioned, Braden point, this guy's one of their best players, young player, big centerman, you know, was in their second line and does a great job. And, They've really been, I think, a little bit cautious with him. So, you know, he's been really, you know, testing. And every game, it feels like he's out for the pregame skate. Then they say, okay, you're not quite there yet. Let's sit you here. So maybe they've been cautious and saying, hey, now it's the finals. We need you in here. But point to me versus Kadri, you know, either they cancel each other out or if you're Tampa Bay, you're excited to get point in there. But to me, Patrick, you know, Mike Pritchard always talks about pedigree, the pedigree of the lightning. Been there, done that, all these grizzled veterans. I think it'd be a mistake to overlook Tampa Bay. And as great as the abs are, Tampa's got the experience. And we don't know quite yet, right, Josh, if it's going to be Franco or Kemper between the pipes for Colorado. Look, the Lightning have a distinct advantage between the pipes. Vasilevsky, he's a modern-day Ron Hextall. I mean, he is he's going to go down as one of the greats, what he's done, specifically in closeout games. I'm sure you've seen the numbers. But I, I believe Franco and Kemper both have six-plus wins apiece in the postseason. So I think Colorado feels comfortable with either. Just as we're talking, I was just getting the updated first period number here as far as the money line may be worth taking a shot on the lightning plus 125 because we're talking about that rust coming off the extended break for the abs first period by the way that money line the abs laying a dollar 45 i wouldn't lay the dollar 45 i might look to come back with that plus 125 a little sprinkle there josh that makes a lot of sense, Patrick, because, again, if you're rusty here, you're, the Avs haven't played in you know almost 10 days now going into when this game's going to kick off here. So uh, are you going to get your, your legs a little bit? It's their first finals in forever. That home crowd is going to be absolutely insane. So, again, there's a lot of factors here to say, hey, Tampa. The other thing is, Patrick, they're not afraid going on the road. I mean, a lot of these teams that – you know, haven't been in the Stanley Cup finals before, you know, it can be a big, you know, kind of goosebumps and, you know, a little bit overwhelming. Tampa Bay, I think they relish these opportunities here. So let's see how the injury reports come out. Let's see if this line continues to fall a little bit. The fact that you are getting a, a two-time champ who's 13-3 and three as a dog and the line is dropping in their favor as we speak. I'm looking at Tampa on the series price and on game one with some plus money. Yeah. The plus plus one fifty-five on that series price is just too good to pass up for a team that, like I mentioned, got past a team that finished above them in the standings in Toronto. Obviously you mentioned um, Florida and then the Rangers had, were as hot as anybody going into that series. Remember the Rangers won the first two at home and then Tampa Bay turned around and swept them. And that a lot of that was on the shoulders and the pads of Vasilevsky. Now, I wanted to talk to you about a kid that now you grew up with Ray Bork. Maybe you were a little young for that, but obviously Bobby Orr, all-time great as far as defenseman there in Boston. In Detroit, there's a little guy named Nicholas Lindstrom. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's one of the greats of all time. Uh, there's, there's a kid that's going for the Avs and Kale McCarr that is going to go down potentially as the greatest. I, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, and that's talking about Bobby Orr. It's almost sacrilege, but this McCarr is 23 years old. And what he does offensively as a defenseman, I've never seen it in my lifetime, and I'm 44 years old. He's And Lidstrom is as good as anybody positionally as a defenseman, but this Makar is otherworldly. He really is, Patrick. And if you didn't know, Kel Makar, guess where he went to, uh, oh, to college? Gosh. UMass Amherst, baby, the zoo. <laughs> Did he really? So, yeah, I didn't he know did. That. It's true. And if you see Steph around the, around the book today, tell her that she'll tell you, I'm, I think she might've watched him play a little bit, but uh, great player here, Patrick. And what's impressive to me about him both ways, you know, two ways, great defense. When he has the puck, 
kind of like Connor McDavid, where he's just so quick and no one can catch him. Then you get, you know, stick handling, you know, close to the net, being able to, you know, spin around, backhand, stuff like that. This is a fantastic player here. But I think to your point in the goalie matchup, if you're picking Tampa Bay, that's what you're most excited about or confident in. The fact that Vasilevsky is probably the best goalie on the planet, you know, is fantastic in the finals, going up against Francois or Kemper, whoever it may be. Yeah, Kemper had a really good year. Yeah, Francois had got good numbers. But when your team's scoring five, six goals a game, Patrick, as long as you give up, you know, four or less, you'll be okay. I think if these are high-scoring games, and by the way, the you know the total in game one, it opened at six. It is juiced up a little bit over uh, six over minus 115. Overs are still around 52%, 53% uh, for the playoffs, but they started great, and you've seen a lot of unders come through deeper in the playoffs uh, as it, they've kind of regressed a bit here. But I think to your point, Patrick, the goalie matchup is big, and if you keep these games lower scoring, that benefits Tampa. I think Colorado wants these higher scoring games because they got a great offense to lean on. Yeah, we're not going to see the five and a halfs or fives that we saw with the Rangers and Tampa Bay Lightning, but I think you're going to probably see a pretty consistent six. You might see a six and a half. Like you said, I'm seeing a couple of books now on the six juiced up to 120. So it's this is honestly, uh, it's, there's nothing like to, it's the one sport if you don't watch, I always tell friends, like, you don't watch any hockey, that's fine. Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs because it's just a game changer. And I have been waiting for the past five years. You know, the abs have been kind of knocking on that door for the past five years. This lightning avalanche series is one that I cannot wait for, Josh. So I can't. I can't either. And your Red Wings are dead. My Bruins are, are dead. So we got hockey we what? can still enjoy. I thought, we were, I, thought we were, I thought we were cool, bro. All of a sudden you're going to bring up the Red <laughs> Wings on a beautiful June 13th. Mike Samich next, professional handicapper. He's got to play on the Stanley Cup final as well. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, before you make your next bet, make sure you check out vsen.com to check out the current betting splits and the data. It's updated every 10 minutes, so 
like I like I like to say, it's super specific. Again, you want to know where the money's going, where the bets are moving for every game. The betting splits page is updated so you can see the changes, all the action, where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to help you become a smarter better, more sophisticated better. So check it out at vsin.com. Okay, we got you back here at Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Vegas. Michael Lombardi, I don't know where, did he go to Key West? He's probably writing a book down there, taking a vacation, well-deserved. That means my boy, Josh Applebaum, is hanging out today. Of course, Market Insights, the book, the betting guide. Wait, what did, the everything sports betting guide, Josh Applebaum. And of course, betting across America later today here on VSIN. And as we welcome in Josh, we also welcome in professional handicapper Mike Samich, a friend of mine, nobody sharper than Mike Samich. And as we say hi, I want to start with something philosophical, okay? Because the horse racing betting streets got hot this weekend. And what I mean by that is it almost came out like if you weren't backing Rich Strike, you were square. This is weird. Of course, Mo Donegal won the Belmont Stakes, Mike Samich. But a horse that was 80 to one in the Derby, okay, that price wasn't correct, but still a long shot in the Derby, comes a race later and is bet down to three and a half to one. There was a lot of controversy surrounding this horse this weekend. Can you elaborate on that for me? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just wild that you had a uh, just people who would not hear a word against Rich Strike, and and one of the reasons is they made a lot of money on him in the Derby at eighty to one, and if you had him, that's great. You were able to really cash some tickets, but you know when you're talking about betting, it's all about value. It's all about the line. And there was a reason he was 80 to one. I mean, going into that race, his career best buyer was an 83. It was on synthetic. His career best dirt buyer was a 64. Usually takes over 100 to win the Kentucky Derby. He was able to take advantage of an absolute pace meltdown, and he ran well. He got a perfect trip and a great ride from Sonny Leone, but then he skipped the Preakness, and he was working well up to the Belmont. But you have one data point that put him at maybe four or five to one. You had six data points that put him at 40 or 50 to one in this race. And so it's amazing to me that this horse ended off going at su- going off at such a short price. Yeah. And it was contentious. You know, I, I, honestly, I'll just say it here. I was just surprised he didn't finish dead last. I mean, I actually think six is good for rich strike. And, you know, you and I were discussing the race before it went off. Obviously we had Mo Donegal up top. You over at RacingDudes.com had Mo Donegal up top, but I'm telling the, the race race horse racing. Twitter is not for the faint of heart is what I'll say. Mike Samich. No, no. There's a lot of people with a lot of opinions and a lot of keyboard courage on there that will come at you no matter uh, no matter what you say. And and it's great to have horses like this, like Rich Strike. If you're if you're a professional handicapper, this is a huge opportunity. I mean, you were seeing minus one minus six hundred as a no to for Rich Strike to win the race. I had some of that. You had matchups with Mo Donegal, with We the People, uh, with Nest, with Skippy Longstocking. That you were getting plus money in some cases. All of those horses, in my mind, significantly better than Rich Strike. And I'm excited because Rich Strikes is supposed to come back to the Travers now. So you're going to be able to have this opportunity again because I, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to defend this horse even when he comes back, even after that Belmont. Professional handicapper Mike Samich joining us here. Josh Applebaum as well. I'm Patrick Maher. RacingDudes.com, you want to check out the picks. Nobody's better building those exotics than Mike Samich. You know, it's interesting. I texted you the other day when the series price dropped for Tampa Bay and Colorado, which is the series we've been waiting for. I said, wow, 190 on Colorado. That's heavy. And you came back and said, no, that's a little short. 
I think it's very short, honestly. If you, if you look at who Colorado has played, the best comp is St. Louis. And you were looking at minus 275 to minus 325 in that series. Uh, Colorado has been absolutely dominant so far in the, in the playoffs. Obviously, the great equalizer in goal is, is Vasilevsky for the Lightning. But when you kind of break down how Colorado plays, they just frustrate teams because when they start playing downhill, when they have these shifts that are a minute, a minute and a half in the offensive zone, the other team just wants to get off the ice. And so then they dump the puck in and you have defensemen like McCarr and like Taos who are able to take that puck end to end and be able to start that next possession for the next line in the offensive zone. And what really where that really shows is when you kind of dig into the shots allowed and the shots taken for Colorado so far in the playoffs, Colorado has taken 570 shots. They've only faced 395. Wow. I mean, that is a wild, wild difference when you look at it. Mike, it's great to meet you for the first time. And if you're a friend of Patrick Maher, then you're a friend of mine. And also, you're a puckhead. So I always like to meet another puckhead. I'm a Boston Bruins guy. But uh, you were talking about the series price, you know, thinking that line's short uh, on the abs here. And, and I wanted to get your take on game one in particular here because, you know, going into it, you know, the last series, and Patrick and I were just talking about this, but Tampa Bay had a huge rest advantage going against the Rangers. They had swept uh, the Panthers there. Rangers had a seven-game set uh, series there against, uh, who was it, Carolina. And we're saying, okay, uh, you know, really big rest advantage. Tampa's going to light them up. What a big advantage that is after a grueling series that the Rangers just played. But rest versus rust, it looked like it was a little rusty. You know, Tampa loses the first two, then they storm back, obviously win the series. But we're looking at this game one uh, line here, Mike, that opened a little bit around like minus 170 here for the Avs. It's down to around minus 160, minus 155. If you if you like the abs in the series, you know, are you wary about game one? Do you think they come out rusty? Do you think this is a spot to maybe back Tampa in game one? And then if you get down, you know, that minus 190 series price abs, if they lose game one, you're going to get a much better number after that. You know, I, I always am concerned about rest in the Stanley Cup playoffs, right? That can be a huge factor, specifically with the Lightning. Vasilevsky didn't look like himself coming back in that first game of the Rangers series. You saw that he was he was having some struggle or some some struggles with that. And Kemper is most likely going to start Game One here for Colorado, so he's got even more of a rest issue if you want to look at it from that perspective. However, if you look at the quotes that are coming out of Colorado, this is the series they wanted. This is what they've been looking for. They've been chasing a Stanley Cup and trying to get to this position for years. And you look at the one other comp you have in the playoffs here where they did sweep the first round st louis played a long series and then they faced st louis in game one and colorado was jacked at home played exceptionally well had absolutely no rust in that game i think this is one of those spots where i'd be shocked if colorado comes out flat they get to play at home against the team they wanted against the two-time standing standing cup champions this isn't somewhere you're someone you're going to overlook and, and so i would be surprised if you see them flat i actually like the puck line i want to lay the minus one and a half it's interesting patrick and i've been yes. talking about this a little bit the last four years if you look at the stats and the amount of time when goalies get pulled specifically in the playoffs it's almost doubled so if you give this colorado team two and a half minutes two minutes with an empty net they are deadly i took advantage of this in the edmonton series game one and game three both times the goalie got pulled both times they scored empty netters if you give them time they're going to get possession of the puck and they are going to score if you don't put one in their net. So I actually would rather lay the one and a half and take the plus money on Colorado than lay the minus 180 or minus 170 that you're seeing right now for the straight line. And, and just to follow up on what Mike Samich is pointing out there, the metrics within these clubs point to pulling the goalie earlier. And it is, it's fast. And obviously that helps if you're laying the, the, the goal and a half with the puck line. What's ironic about that, Mike, is Shesterkin, they couldn't, couldn't get him off the ice in game seven. It couldn't get him off the ice. 
Yeah, that was frustrating. I had the one and a half there, too. I, I sprinkled some money line, some one and a half, and it would have been really nice if they could get him off the ice because I, I, Tampa's another team where if, if you do end up in that situation where the goalie is pulled, they have a pretty good success rate of being able to score that empty net goal. I have a buddy of mine who's tracked empty net goals um, and, and the amount of time that you see goalies pulled with two minutes and with one minute. And the two-minute stats are wild. I mean, you're seeing as high as some goalies being pulled with four and a half to five minutes left in playoff games. If, if that happens, the mi minus two is even a decent bet in some places. So to me, one of the key metrics is just really how much time you're getting to shoot at that empty net, because the more time there is, the more likely there's a goal and the better that that minus one and a half or minus two price should, should pay off. Do you have a feel Josh and I were just discussing this total open six. We have seen the total get bet to the over a couple, couple shops juice up to 120 on the six. Do you have a feel for this total tonight? I would lean under. I'm probably not going to play the total. I want to see how this game is played. Uh, you knew that the Calgary, after watching Calgary and Edmonton go at each other, you knew that you were going to see an up and down pace in that Colorado Edmonton series in that first game one, especially when you're, you're going to see a lot of hype, a lot of adrenaline going, you're going to get that over. It, it really depends on how the Lightning try to attack this series. I mean, they might just try and, you know, literally pack it in defensively. And then when they get a chance to be able to, to counter, try and score off the counter, score on the power play, and really try and keep Colorado down. They don't want to get in a shootout with Colorado. If, if they do, they're in trouble. Colorado has nine goal scorers with five goals or more through 14 games. The Lightning only have five goal scorers with five goals or more through 17 games. So you're seeing a significantly high-powered offense versus an offense that at times struggles to score. And if you're that, that team with a better goalie and, and the better defensive defenseman, you probably want to try and keep this game low scoring. So I would expect that the Lightning try and keep this down, but I'm not going to play the total because I'm, I'm interested to see how the pace is. Some, Mike, great, some great players on the ice. I was just thinking, Josh, and you just have McKinnon, Makar, Vasilevsky. I mean, this is going to be awesome. Go ahead, Josh. Well, I was just going to say along that, I know we're up against it. Uh, any thoughts on the con Smythe here, Mike? You do have Makar, McKinnon, plus 175, plus 200. Stamkos is plus 1,400. Any thoughts on who wins and, again, who the con Smythe will be? I, I like McCarr if Colorado wins, and I would actually take Vasilevsky if, if Tampa wins. If, if, if Tampa is able to win this series, it's because Vasilevsky stood on his head, yep. and he ends up stealing two or three of these games. Um, but Cal McCarr, I mean, he's been absolutely amazing. So I, I would take McCarr right now because I'm also playing, you know, Avalanche minus one and a half plus 105 for the series. So for me, Cal McCarr is your most likely winner. Shame on you for not thinking Rich Strike was secretariat. That's all I have to say <laughs> about that. Mike Samich, <laughs> professional handicapper, racingdudes.com. Nobody better. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Okay. We'll come back with some baseball plays here on a Monday. So Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, we got you back here Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Hope you had a nice weekend as we start anew here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. He of course is Josh Applebaum. I was just taking a look at the splits BetMGM and John Ewing. He sent them over earlier today and not a ton of movement. We've seen them split. Like it's, it's interesting how they flip. The splits have flipped in game four. You had essentially 65 ish percent of the bets and somewhere in that range. As far as the handle on the Celtics, we come back the other way off of Steph's historic performance, Josh and bet MGM reporting as far as the Warriors, 69% of the bets, 82% of the handle right now on the Warriors. And as a distinction, could you explain to new betters the distinctive difference between bets and handle here just to start? 
Absolutely, Patrick. So first off, it's kind of that zigzag as well because a team wins and everyone gets excited about them. Then the next game, Market that team who lost, you know, comes back in and you know, you know, roars back there. So I think that's part of it as well. But yeah, it's a great question here, and I'm really excited about how you know much conversation I see on Twitter and people reaching out and asking about these Vsin bet splits because I think you know we're really the only site that provides them. They're fantastic information. Will every single sharp low bets higher dollars reverse line move steam move line freeze win? Absolutely not, but it gives you a benchmark uh, and really clues in looking at what the market is telling you. And maybe you have your own handicap and say, wow, this bet split really benefits me. So to your point, Patrick, uh, if you look at ticket percentage or bet percentage, that's always going to tell you where the public is. That's just the raw amount of tickets. So, you know, let's just say there's 10 bets on a game. Obviously, that's a really low number. But if eight of the 10 are on team A, then they're getting 80 percent. That tells you where the public is from the raw ticket count. But the handle percentage or the money percentage to me, that's the most important thing, especially when you compare it to the ticket percentage. That's going to really kind of uh, get behind, cut behind the raw data and, and the raw ticket count and say, okay, where's the money at? Because you might have you know, 80% of bets on one side, but if you're only getting you know, 50% of money, that tells you that, that you know, the, those big wagers or those big popular bets are mostly recreational bettors, you know, casual bettors here. To me, a very small, you know, a very easy thing to look at. You know, the public is a ticket percentage. It's not always sharps or money, but compare the bets to dollars because if you have at least 10% more money than bets, then that's a good indication that these are probably larger wagers coming in. So that's kind of the tough thing for me tonight, Patrick. Like, I'm in pocket Celtics plus four, all these awful loss systems, but some of these books that are 60% bets, Warriors, but 85% money, that would tell you that some of the larger wagers are with Golden State uh, and you have seen the line move in their favor. So again, utilize these splits to your advantage. It really will take you a bit to kind of get accustomed to them. But once you do, you're going to love looking at these percentages every day. Well, that's why I wanted to ask you. And I think we sometimes kind of overlook here at VSIN because we have a ton of super sharp people working here that 90% of the audience tuning in, they're new bettors. So even when we tell them, go check out the betting splits over at vsin.com, I think some of that can be a little intimidating as well. So just to clarify, if you're looking at uh, the percentage of bets, that's tickets. If you're looking at handle, that's the overall money. Okay, so just want to make sure new bettors understand. And by the way, you can always email us. Just go to vsin.com. Sign up for the daily newsletter, which drops in your inbox every single morning. Josh is a part of that as well. Kind of get the coffee and, and get your betting days ready. And then you can email Adam Burks uh, available to write you back and, and many others that if you have any, it's one of those things where sometimes in class you're embarrassed to raise your hand and ask a question. Trust me, everybody else has the same question. So don't feel intimidated, get a hold of us and we're going to help you out. The, it, it, again, it's, it's one of those where you hate to say you don't have a feel for a series, but you know what Steph did in game four Josh, we could start lining up his heroic and all-time performances, and I can think of others in the finals. I remember one, I think it was against Cleveland, where he had 49, but I've never seen him play better. First off, he's 34 years old. He is better conditioned today than he was as a kid. He's jacked. When he was flexing the other day, I'm like, I got to get with Steph's trainer. He was, he was not good. He was great. And remember, when taking a look at the MVP, as far as the finals are concerned, the only time a loser, meaning a player on a losing team, has won the MVP in the finals was 69 with Jerry West. Now, in 2000, I think it was 15, LeBron was going to win it, but they came back and won that series against the Warriors. I think you're looking at Steph, who's a minus 140, 145 favorite. I think you're looking at Steph regardless as far as the finals MVP. 
Yeah, I think he's just been unbelievable, Patrick. And again, you look at him right now, minus 145. Going into that last game, Jason Tatum actually became a slight favorite. I think he's like plus 105, he plus was. 115. Yeah, Curry, I think, was as high as like, I don't know, plus 180 or some some kind of decent number there at that point. Now, uh, of course, we've seen the zigzag and, you know, what you think about uh, this game at the you know, pretty much the opposite, both spread and total happens the next game. But I'm with you, Patrick. It's so impressive. You know, the, the thing to me that's most impressive about Curry is he doesn't have your Kevin Durant to lean on. You know, Draymond is kind of a shell of himself. He still plays good defense, but, you know, he's giving you nothing offensively. Thompson, he can let you up here and there, but still, you know, coming back from his big injury, this is kind of the one Warriors run where he really, and he's always been their best player, but he's not getting as much support as in previous years and even at his heightened age. And also, He's been banged up here, Patrick. I mean, you know, he's uh, always kind of flexing his ankle. He got in that scrum a couple games ago where he might have tweaked something. So the fact that this guy is putting this team on his back, it's really incredible to watch. Minus 145 MVP, it's hard to argue with that. And would it be unbelievable, Patrick, if the Celtics find a way to win, but but Curry gets that MVP, again, rarely ever happens. But, uh, man, how do you not love what you're seeing out of Steph right yeah, now? He's just, scary. As a Celts fan, yo, every time he pulls up from three – Every time on the court, I'm worried he can make it from anywhere. And those shots were contested. I mean, a lot of this just is coming out of the pick and roll. Anyway, a Curry so far in the series, he scored 137 points. The second best as far as the Warriors, 69 points from Clay Thompson. Think about game four. I think your second leading score for the Warriors was what? Andrew Wiggins, 18. It's not like he's getting a ton of support. Oh, by the way, he's averaging stuff, 34 points over the four games. He's shooting 50% from the field and 49% from three against the best defense in the NBA. Think about that. And they're focusing on them. This is one of the alt, like I hope. And again, it's kind of hard to cheer or root against Steph. I think people get frustrated with him because he chews on his mouth guard. Get over yourself. This dude is so likable and he gets called bougie because he grew up with a rich dad. That's not his fault. And look what he's built himself into. He came into the league without a position. Couldn't play two because he was too small. Couldn't play one because he didn't have the handle. Now he's got one of the great handles of all time, and he's potentially going to win, what, his fourth NBA Finals, and he's going to win the MVP if he wins it at 34 years old. It's incredible. It really is. And oh, by the way, you know, looking at uh, this spot here for tonight, averaging, you know, 34 points uh, this series, 30 and a half is his player prop here, Patrick, minus 120 to the over. So it's always to me when you're looking at player props, like, you know, if I feel like I have a good edge on the game, I don't want to maybe have a situation where, you know, I win my, 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 you know, my bet on the Celtics, for example, I'm, I'm hoping the plus four comes through, but then, you know, you take a player prop and it kind of cancels a little bit out if you're not as confident, but how do you not like Curry, you know, over, and we're showing 31 and a half. I'm seeing a book 30 and a half. So again, shop around, try to find the best number here. Uh, but to me, if you're looking at Curry, it's hard not to like, 30 and a half or more. You're always worried though, Patrick, we have seen these blowouts, even though you mentioned this has been a really neck and neck series. If they're up and, and you know, he doesn't play that fourth quarter, this has happened to Jason Tatum's player prop quite a bit. It's like 28 and a half. We'll have 26 points. Then the Celtics are up 10. He doesn't play the fourth quarter. So that's your only concern. And by the way, doing up against the number one uh, defense efficiency team, super impressive right now with Curry. Hate to be obvious, and his player prop closed 29 and a half for game three, obviously soars over it. In fact, the only time in which Curry has missed this prop number of 30 and a half is when he finished with 29 points when the Warriors blew out the Celtics by 19 in game two. And remember, he only played 32 minutes there. So again, the expectations from the Celtics, how well they played off a loss. I expect Curry played 40 minutes, Josh, in game three. I expect them to get voluminous minutes. I expect them to play ton, a ton tonight as well, as we expect this to be tight. 
He hasn't gone over this number just once in the four games. It, it's, it feels like front running with Steph Curry, but ride the hot hand. I'm going to go over if you can find 30 and a half on the scoring prop. I don't blame you at all with that, Patrick, especially coming back home. You know, you're going to, again, it was a big conversation here. The, the, the mean Celtics fans and what a, a tough environment it was to play in Boston. Now you have the friendly confines of your home crowd. Uh, you're going to get nothing but a lot of cheers here, obviously, for Curry. So coming back home make, makes you even a little more confident in that player prop. I'll just throw this at you, uh, Patrick. You know, Draymond Green's over-under points is 7.5. I mean, how do you not like the under here? He's had 4 points, 9 points, 2 points, 2 points the last couple games. He's averaged 4.3 points per game this series. Draymond just, he's giving it up. It's almost like Ben Simmons a little bit, you know, Patrick. Like, you know, you have these wide-open layups. Instead, you, you pass the ball. I know he's a great passer, a great team player, but you're not getting much of anything offensively from Draymond. I lead under 7.5. If you're looking for Celts over points, uh, I'd be looking at uh, Jalen Brown here tonight. It's 23 and a half. It's over minus 120. So again, pay attention to the juice. If you're not, you know, a Tatum or a Curry, these other guys that are juiced up shows you a little bit of liability. He's a Bay Area native. You know, he's coming back home. He's going to want to impress tonight. But he's averaged 22.3 points a game in this series. He's averaged. He scored 27 when they won that game at Golden State before. So I know it's all about you know Tatum off a loss and a lot of attention is player prop to me. Jalen Brown getting you 20. Was it 24 points or more? I think that's definitely doable tonight. You were being sarcastic when you said the Celtics fans weren't jerks and unsavory idiots, <laughs> but they were. I mean, th th their behavior was abhorrent. F you, Draymond. F you, Draymond. Josh, how are you going to defend this? I'll only defend it by saying, Patrick, you know, if we ever have kids one day, you're taking them to a nine o'clock game on a Friday night, it's going to get a little testy. I'm just, that's all I'll say. I don't want to get into biology here, but you and I can't have a kid. <laughs> I, don't know what to I don't know what to tell you, bro. Uh, coming back, if you don't like the NBA, you could watch the Reds and Snakes tonight. I've got a play on it. Major League Baseball next, Josh. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas, of course, with the BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits and more. These are cool. This is the only one that's doing it. It's the best loyalty program in the business. Bottom line is just like your credit card, every time you use it, you get points and you can use those points for online, as I mentioned, for bonuses, or you can convert them into comps at MGM Resorts nationwide. So it's a great deal. Loyalty program, the king of sports books. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. And if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we got you back here on the Lombardi line. Just taking a look. Ten games on the diamond today. Josh Applebaum sitting in for Michael Lombardi today. When are you working with me next? Patrick, you and I got a couple uh, couple of, uh, you know uh, shows we got to do. I think I'm on the next three or four. Nice. Michael Lombardi, I just I just wait until they tap me in the bullpen and say go in there, kid. You know that, that's I'm I'm just ready. Anytime you need me, Patrick, I'm always here. <laughs> We were laughing about your comment about the birds and the bees during the break. I didn't want to have to break it down for you, but it can't happen. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. TMI, Patrick, TMI. <laughs> well, from you. Uh, okay, Josh. So I, I, I sold this long enough. Uh, we're fading Mike Miner tonight. And yes, Mike Miner, as far as baseball is concerned tonight, you take a look. And this is a 940 pitch your time, 640 West Coast. Cincinnati with Miner on the bump. Again, he's only pitched eight and a third this year, but when he's been on, on the bump, he's been horrible. Nine hits, eight runs in those eight and a third, and five home runs hit off of Mike Miner. He's getting barreled all over the place as well. He's taken on Merrill Kelly, who's been up and down in his career, but he's been tremendous this year. Very solid this year. A 3-3-2 ERA over 12 starts. The hard hit rate has gone down for Kelly. Expected ERA is good. Whip's good. Kelly's been very good, but here's the key with this game tonight with the Reds and D-backs. We can go ahead and throw it up. I actually bet the D-backs this morning at 140. It's been bet up to 150, so you like to get out in front of that movement, Josh. But I've seen this before. This was last week when the the Diamondbacks hit minor all over the place there in Cincinnati. They saw him less than a week ago, seeing a soft, tough, soft tossing lefty, lefty like minor again. To me, that's a recipe for success for the Diamondbacks who already hit him. And likewise, I just saw Merrill Kelly shut down the Reds last week, where I think he gave up over six, one hit, nothing earned. So we've been here, and also Merrill, Merrill Kelly against. The Reds in his career, over 18 innings, just three allowed. So I do like the D-backs. I prefer the $1.40 over the $1.50, but I'll still lay it up to $1.50. I'm right there with you, Patrick. You got a better number than me. I got a minus 145 a little bit earlier today. And I think, you know, the first thing that jumps out to you is, you know, how can you lay, like, uh, you know, such a high price on the D-backs? Again, they're not as bad as they were the last few years where they really, really bottomed out. They're more competitive this year, 29 and 33. But also, anytime I think the public sees, you know, a team with a losing record laying a minus number, it's just an automatic, hey, they're not that good. How can I pay such, such an expensive price on them? Now, of course, the Reds, they have turned around a little bit. They still have a terrible record. What are they, 29 and 30, uh, 30, 21 and 39, Patrick? But again, they started off, they had, I think they had three wins in like the first month of the season. So they have been more competitive. And again, this mindset of, hey, both teams low 500, just take the dog. But I'm with you. I'm going to lay it here with Arizona. It seems fishy, such a high number on a team with a losing record. But the line movement's with us, Patrick. They opened around minus 140 here with the Snakes. You're up to close to around minus 150 at this point. 
And to your point with the pitching matchup, obviously that's a huge uh, impact on how the line is set and, and the, you know, the, your perception of the game, but minor with an 8.64 ERA, Kelly's been pretty good 3.32, but I also look at splits, Patrick, as you do, uh, you know, righty lefty. So if you look at Arizona against righties, they're only 20 and 25, they're five games below 500. But against lefties, they're nine and eight. So they've actually done better here. I know it's only a game above 500, but you're a winning team against lefties. You're a losing team against righties. You're facing a lefty who you just lit up the other day. Uh, put it all together. To me, that's value on Arizona, Patrick. Uh, so with the line move, Kelly, the advantage on the bump. Also, since he just 14 and 28 against right-handed pitchers. Far better team RA and bullpen here for Arizona. So I'm with you, Patrick. I'll be sweating the snakes tonight. And these two just split a four-game set last week in Cincinnati. It's not very often you see it run back. And then with the same pitchers going at it again, Kelly last week in Cincinnati and minor last week got lit up by the snakes in Cincinnati. So like to see this coming back. I actually thought the price would be a little higher. I don't generally like to, again, everybody has their own philosophy on what price they'll pay. That is kind of my line of demarcation that want dollar 50. Josh like to keep it closer to dollar 30. If I am laying a favorite, I don't love to go over a dollar fifty, but I did like that price on Kelly today at a dollar forty. I agree with you, Patrick. And you know, I'll pay a little bit more. Like I really never want to go above minus two hundred, even the you know minus one seventy, minus one eighty. You know, those can be uh, really pricey as well. And the whole point being, you know, if you're consistently betting, you know, favorites that are as you mentioned minus one thirty or less. You have to win it, you know, a little bit lower of a rate than you do if you're laying minus 200s and minus two, you know, uh, 225s and numbers like that. Also, baseball to me is kind of the worst sport to lay a lot of chalk because, you know, there are games. I remember it was a few years ago when the Orioles were terrible. They're still bad now. But uh, I think they're going up against like Garrett Cole and Verlander at Houston in the same series. And they were like plus 400 mm -hmm. or some insane number. And they won like both of those starts. So I know that's, you know, anecdotal here. But whole point being there's a lot of volatility in baseball. So if you consistently bet these big minus 200s or more, you're going to have to win almost you know 75% of these just to break even and make a little bit of money. So great point by you. If you keep your favorites lower and you get some plus money dogs in there, you can sprinkle those in. You're going to have a better MLB season than just laying the chalk every night. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate the kudos. <laughs> Who do you got tonight? Uh, I got a couple for you. So I just mentioned a dog, and we were talking to Will Hill about this one, but the Miami Marlins, Patrick, I'm going to see if I can entice you to sweat the fish with me tonight. They're at Philadelphia. This is Nola against Alcantara. Uh, number one, one of the biggest line moves toward a dog today, toward Miami. Philly's open as high as like minus 150. They're down to around minus 130, minus 125. So we've seen this line drop in favor of the Marlins. Also divisional dog angle. If I'm going to bet a dog in baseball, I want him to be facing a divisional opponent. Same thing with football. That familiarity uh, really levels the playing field, benefits the team getting some plus money. It's really a bet in Alcantara, 6-2, 1.61 ERA. Miami's 3-1 head-to-head against Philly. Miami's played well recently, 7-3 their last 10. And then, Patrick, you know this, Philly's super erratic and super streaky. Like, they lost a bunch of games in a row and got Girardi fired. Then he gets fired. They win nine straight. Mm -hmm. Then you lose yesterday. I just feel like this team, you know, when they were winning and winning and winning, that was great if you were, if you were betting them. But after you lose this one, I could see maybe a regression here a little bit with Philadelphia. So you're giving me one of the best pitchers in baseball in the division with, you know, a 10, 20, 25-cent steam move in their favor. Also at Miami here. Give me Miami shop around around a minus, uh, plus 120. Yeah, plus plus money on Alcantara is, is too good to pass up, Josh. Who else you got? Yeah, a couple more here, Patrick. Uh, next one for me. I'm looking at San Diego. Now, this worries me a little bit. It's not a big line move system toward the uh, the Padres. They're on the road against the Cubs. They open around minus 130. They've kind of stayed around minus 130. Uh, so I'm a little worried that maybe there is some liability on Chicago here. 
I wouldn't call the Padres a sharp play, but to me, they're a value play. And one reason I really like the Padres here today, Patrick, aside from the pitching matchup, Darvish, 3.61 ERA steal, an ERA of around five. But I look a lot at, you know, home road splits and, and lefty righty splits. And San Diego has been great against lefties this year. They're 15 and six mm-hmm. against left-handed pitchers facing a southpaw today. Chicago, just 15 and 27 against righties. Uh, and also you look at home road, you know, the Padres have been good on the road, 20 and 11 on the road. The Cubs, despite no friendly confines of Wrigley, Patrick, it really hasn't benefited them. They're only 11 and 20 at home. So to me, if, if the Cubs win this thing, I'll kick myself and say, Hey, this line really didn't move at all. Maybe there's liability on the Cubs, but I think this is a worthwhile value play, which is a difference to me on a team that breaks against lefties good on the road. Cubs bad at home. I'll take San Diego minus 125. I like it, Josh. I'll be telling you on both of them tonight, Major League Baseball. Before we get out of here, i got a couple of minutes left. Let's get to game five. That's what matters tonight. Again, I'm laying off the side in total. I'll get involved in game. Keep it simple, stupid. I'm going to go over that 30 and a half <laughs> prop with stuff and scoring. No, I like it, Patrick. And again, if you're going zigzag, we can make this very simple. I'm, this is a joke kind of, but hey, every we've seen uh, Celtics win, then lose. Celtics win, then lose. We've seen an over, then an under, over, then an under. So if zigzag is true, Celtics win in the in the uh, in the under and the uh, the over will hit. Uh, but all jokes aside, you don't want to bet just based on that. Not much movement during our show, Patrick. It's still really minus four here with Golden State. I would wait, and we do know that you know at most of these books, you know, 60, 70 percent of these bets are on Golden State. I'm waiting to see, do we get closer to tip off and see these books drop to three and a half? If you're at a plus four with Boston and right now it's plus four minus 110, you know, the game's late tonight. It's going to be a late night for me on the East coast here, Patrick. Do you see closer to tip off? A lot of those plus four Celtics get juiced up minus 115, minus 120. If you start to see this thing fall back toward Boston, maybe you're hesitant about which side you wanted to take. A lot of those systems off a loss on the road as a dog. I want some late. What I'm getting at is I want late buyback here on, on yep. the Celtics here, Patrick. I want to see this four get back down to three and a half. Plus, when a game tips so late, uh, all those IPAs make you a little drowsy, uh, bro. Well, uh, they're pretty good. I will tell you, I had a new one here over the weekend, Patrick. I think it was like a Bud Light, like cream ale seltzer, which sounds disgusting, but is actually really, really good. It's only like <laughs> it eighty-five sound, calories. So, yeah, it's pretty good. It does. It, it does sound disgusting, but it does I'll, sound terrible. Uh, yeah, probably because I like you. I'll give it a whirl. That, Josh, great job. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Uncrustable over there, Matt Santos, what Matt, Wyatt, and Liz. Thank you as well, Josh. We're gonna work together the rest of the week. Essentially, I look forward to it. Can't wait, my man. Let's have a night. Go Celtics. <laughs> Market Insights <laughs> is the pod. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Amal and Mr. Palm coming up next with Odds On. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Have a good day. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.